0: Welcome to another proverbial episode of We (laughs) Only Look Thin. I am Catherine Weigel. I am one of your hosts. I have lost 130. 30-something pounds? I can't remember right now. Uh, I am a (laughs) Tiny Habits certified coach. I am excited to be here with you today. And with me also today
1: is Donald Weigel. And I have lost about 100 pounds and I am also excited to be here. I am not a certified Tiny Habits coach, but my excitement is not diminished by that. (laughs) (laughs)
0: let's just let's get all the disclaimers out there i
1: am still like pumped to be here yeah
0: that's good you know
1: how some people pump up the volume yeah i pump up the excitement both you do both Both i I do both exactly Uh, oh thanks
0: (laughs) well uh today we are going to take you on a journey across the seas. Ooh, across the seas. That this...
1: sounds exotic.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to Google how to get there, uh, but we're going to take you to uh, Greece. Oh, yeah. I was going to say the islands of Greece, but I'm not actually sure where Aristotle lived.
1: No. And when you think about Greece, you might think about the sanctuary of Delphi. Oh, sure. Or perhaps... <laughs> oh, my perhaps. God. Uh, Greek plays or Greek philosophy, which we're gonna yeah. get into. You might also think about like Greek dressing or Greek, uh, Greek theaters. Like you might have a Greek theater in your town. You might think of Grecian formula. Sure. Which is also like a like a big thing. Yeah. No,
0: definitely, that's immediately what people definitely think Definitely from of Greece.
1: But you may also think of the very popular nineteen eighties movie Greece, Greece. which you is might. spelled slightly differently. Well,
0: and here's the thing. I've yeah. never I, I am many things. A a super great speller is not one of them. Yeah. And when I was a kid, I actually I wasn't sure. I was like, wait, is this like about Greece? Or yeah. is, is it like a Mama Mia situation, or yeah. is it? But it's Sandy and Danny. We all love Sandy and Danny, don't we? Yeah, my
1: sisters sure did when I was a kid. Like we had a VHS copy of that and of the movie Girls Just Want to Have Fun <laughs> and the movie Annie. We had v- those on VHS, and I can't even tell you like it must be hundreds of times those three movies got played at when my sisters were were little.
0: Well, here's the question: because I saw Grease at. at- at uh, sleepovers yeah so at many i was doing the hand jive yeah uh, i think i might were. have even have seen it at a a, a drive-in theater did you watch you know, it's
1: a little known this. fact the hand drive burns more calories than you might think it's, <laughs> it's neat <laughs> and if you uh, were
0: born to hand drive, you can you can
1: burn calories doing the hand drive it's you can. true
0: did yeah. you actually watch it like i love yeah no i saw it
1: i but it. i think i only watched it one time i mean I, I watched bits of it in passing because it was on our television so much at home, like over and over again, but I really think I only sat down to watch it all the way through one time.
0: Interesting. Were you into the uh, Bobby Socks, Sandy version of Olivia Newton? Oh, no, John?
1: the her at the end, for the, sure. The
0: end version? Yeah. The t- transformation <laughs> to uh, to appease the guy, yeah. and then flying off in a car for some reason, yeah. you know, as you do.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't send a great message to young women, I think, if, if, if we're really like going to get dive into it (laughs) well
0: you know the 80s had a very different idea
1: of uh of of positive transformation for sure but she wore like leather pants at the end which i enjoyed
0: she did she did but uh but also olivia newton john recently passed away oh yeah uh, which was very sad she was super awesome and also xanadu did you watch xanadu
1: uh, I saw Xanadu once also. it mm. was I thought that was significantly less good.
0: It was less good, <laughs> but the music is amazing. Is
1: that what people say? That something's less, less good, good? Less yeah, good. I think music they Music is do.
0: amazing. Do, the, the theme doesn't hold up as well. Yeah. It's just a roller disco nightmare, frankly, if, I, if I'm is being that, honest. Yeah.
1: I I don't remember the plot very well. I just remember there's like another dimension that involves roller skating.
0: Yeah, something. which it's, I was never good at. But yeah. uh, But speaking of other dimensions, we're taking you into the dimension... Of uh, philosophy. <laughs> yeah,
1: after after spending forty-seven minutes discussing the movie Grease, that's not what we're here to talk about.
0: <laughs> we're changing the spelling. We're, we're decidedly
1: not here to talk about the movie Grease. We're here to talk about ancient Greece. Yep,
0: this is a job for Letterman. We are yeah. taking out the A and adding another E. And uh, but adding an A in Aristotle there. <laughs> I it all
1: back. Oh wow, man you've you've done it again. <laughs> I've done it again.
0: Uh, but we're we're going to Aristotle today. Yeah. We're. C- coming in with some philosophy so buckle up everybody put on your tweed jackets with your patches on the elbows because we're gonna talk philosophy
1: now you were you were recently i don't want to hijack what you're about to say but i'm going to anyway you were recently listening to a gretchen rubin episode right and that's where this you know where this came up
0: yeah i think so she uh loves her proverbs and uh that kind of thing and she talked about one swallow not making a spring
1: yeah uh, and, and like there's an aristotle quote which has been uh, you know i you know look i'm an uber nerd I went down this whole rabbit hole of like reading the origin of this Aristotle quote and how there's like arguments about the right translation of it. And me staring
0: <laughs> off into the distance was my, uh, my idea of getting in some neat. Ka-
1: Catherine went inside to her mind palace while <laughs> yeah. I was talking about it. So she didn't have to listen Just to thinking the thinking full...
0: about Spanakopita instead of, uh... <laughs> yeah, and Greek yogurt.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's another thing. Greek right? yogurt. Yeah. yeah, no, I didn't bring up, I eat lots of Greek yogurt. Yeah. yeah.
0: So why don't you uh, finish what you were going to say? Oh, well here, do you want
1: me <laughs> to read the quote? So, Sure. Um the the quote as it's translated sometimes is one swallow does not a summer make nor one fine day. Similarly, one day or brief time of happiness does not make a person entirely happy. The end. The end. So, you know, if if you didn't quite follow that, the idea behind that quote is that, you know, when you see the first bird of spring, that doesn't necessarily mean that spring is here. And just because you have a brief period of happiness in your life doesn't mean you're going to be happy forever. And as that translates to weight loss and fitness, just because you think you've got it all figured out doesn't mean it's going to stay doesn't that way. doesn't
0: mean you have it all forever. Bring it up. So I'm going to bring up another A in history. Another A? Yeah. I'm going to bring up
1: Aces High. Our
0: chum. Aesop. Oh, Aesop. Aesop, Aesop? Yeah. Aesop. Aesop. I don't know. Aesop, so many, Aesop. Yeah. So many fables. I have something terrible to share. Uh-oh. Can I share something terrible? Yeah, so please. One a- of,
1: there's nothing better than you sharing terrible things of, on a recorded one podcast. One of
0: the Aesop fables is, I think there's like a fox and a crane, and they're oh, yeah. trying to invite one another over for dinner, but the crane needs a long, you know, has a long beak, so needs a big thing to eat out of, and the fox gives him like a short bowl so he can't eat, and vice versa. Yeah, and,
1: something like that. I, I, I just remember somebody putting... Pebbles into a bottle to get water out yeah, yeah so
0: it's better to work together and and blah 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 yeah but our uh, our daughter put on fake press on nails the other day uh, oh yeah that were like two inches long oh i
1: see where you're going and
0: she couldn't they were huge they were hu- yeah like, she
1: ordered them online with her own money i was very proud of her like you know for not asking us to buy them
0: yeah and uh and so we were gonna have dinner and she was trying to get a fork out of our fork tray. Yeah. And she, like the crane in Aesop's Fable, could, not, could not pick up a fork.
1: get a fork out of, I felt so out bad. of our, our silverware drawer. I'm yeah. very
0: bad mom, but I just was immediately all Aesop up in there. Yeah, so the, I helped the her nails out, but...
1: did not stay on very long. She was all happy with them for about 47 yeah. seconds. Press on <laughs> and
0: then peel off very quickly. But yeah. uh, I digress as you usual. You sure do. Yeah, this that's is...
1: not like us to digress on this show. Okay,
0: but actually I'm going to bring up you. Um, I I don't know how to put it. So he has a fable.
1: So this is all about. It was allegedly inspired by that Aristotle quote.
0: Yeah. So uh, Aesop's fable tells the tale of a young man who, in seeing a swallow, assumed that spring had arrived. And sold his winter coat to get money to spend on the pleasure, which I'm assuming are like flip flops.
1: Yeah, well like, he spent money on pleasure, which for me equals like candy or something.
0: Yeah, so yeah. unfortunately for him, the swallow had mistaken a spell of unusually sunny weather for spring and had returned too early from its winter migration. When the cold weather returned, the young man regretted the sale of his coat, realizing spring had not come after
1: all. Yeah, you're really using some different voices there with <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I got your KC case. I've got I that was all over the place but sorry. essentially essentially <laughs> the young man sorry. the young man thinks spring is coming sells his coat and then it's not really spring and he pays the price in the form of the, being chilly. The coatless price. Yes, <laughs> The coatless price. <laughs> exactly
0: but uh so how does this relate to weight loss and fitness i think
1: the listeners are dying to know and i'm dying to know too
0: yeah so i will start with my own fable um (laughs) (laughs) i don't know dude
1: is that how they pronounce it where you come from Sure, yeah (laughs) new jersey yeah new jersey yeah
0: so uh that's New Jersey is a fine state, by the way. Yeah, you might have lived there also. I love my New guy. Jersey.
1: That wasn't a knock on New Jersey. That was a knock on you saying Fable. <laughs> fable, <laughs> you're it's the French. You're version. as American as you and me. I am, or something. Yeah, okay, <laughs> apple apple pies. Okay,
0: so uh, a few years ago let's pretend let's pretend it was a few years ago yeah i decided to start lifting weights oh yeah and i bought some two pound weights actually you might have bought them for me it was during the pandemic yep. i think you went yeah on we the-
1: we went oh man weights were hard to get they early, were, early in the pandemic they were difficult they
0: were so i uh i pr- got some two pound weights we don't know how they got here right. either by swallow or donald's <laughs> eBay account <laughs> like they were
1: carried <laughs> with the Monty python thing like what's yeah. the uh, the pigeon. velocity of each Velocity of an unladen swallow. Unladen. Yeah. Well, because the swallow might have carried those coconuts. <laughs> yeah. <I know. laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. So it never occurred to me that that's what laden.
1: Yeah. Meant. If you haven't seen Monty Python on a Holy Grail, just that, go back. None of that makes sense. It's but like, anyway, you, it's a great movie.
0: While we are digressing, yeah, I'm going to yeah. go back and say it's a yeah. digressional no, let's, episode. Let's talk
1: about weight loss and fitness. Okay.
0: So I got the two pound weights, and at first they were so hard to use. I could barely lift my arms. I was like Pee Wee Herman in uh, in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. <laughs> that's right. One yeah. arm extension, and I was spent. Yeah. But then very quickly. I went up to three pounds. And then finally, we went uh, on a mission to Target and got like all these different weights. We got five pound, eight pound, and finally 10 and 12 pound weights. And those two pound weights, I said, ha, 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 two pound weights. I shall never use you again. When will
1: I need those again? When will I
0: ever need those again?
1: I am a power lifter at this point. I
0: am. And at one point, I was actually up to doing 12 pounds, which was really cool. I was like, I'll keep the eights around. But I really thought, you know what? I should get rid of the two-pound weights. I'm yeah. going to get rid – I'm going to ho- throw them out the door and just see what happens because I had hubris. Wasn't mm. he a philosopher also? I no. don't even know. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, with hubris but, but, at my side. Yeah,
1: hubris is like having so much pr- – I mean people know what hubris is, right? But they, you have so much pride that, that it leads to your downfall.
0: Yeah. So I – Or so
1: much overconfidence.
0: Yeah, that you're like, I'll never need these again. But I was – luckily my laziness – uh, superpower hit home and I just kept them. and They collected dust for a while. Cause I was like, I'm never going to use these again. I'm fixed forever. Do yeah. you see where this is going, everybody? Yeah. And then I got out of the habit of lifting weights. I honestly don't remember what happened. Life changed, uh, went into different focuses. And then my noodle arms returned. Yeah. And I was grateful to have kept <laughs> return the, return <laughs> of the noodle arms. <laughs> and I decided, I love that movie. I was like, Oh, I am very glad that I kept the two pound weights because sometimes I'm going to need them. So anyway, the bottom line is I'm super awesome because I did not get rid of the two pound weights. And more recently, I have returned to uh, lifting weights and the two pounds, even in some exercises, feel hard to lift. So I did not sell that jacket. I kept them. And this is the analogy that we are now, 50 minutes into the episode, going to be making about (laughs) our health journeys. We often confuse success for a permanent change, but then conversely, we also see a setback as proof that we are not capable of change.
1: Yeah, and and look, the bottom line here is you're in this for the long haul. Like this is your whole life. This isn't a, a sprint to a finish line and then you're fixed and done. This also isn't a, I am, I I've had a terrible day, so I'm ruined forever and I'm never going to get this right. Like neither of those situations or things are true. And I, I think I said this recently on the podcast, you know, I. There are different seasons in your life. There was a season at the beginning of the pandemic where I was at home. I I couldn't go to work. I was at home all the time, and I got into really, really good shape. Um, at least really, really good shape for me. And I was also I was lifting the weights and doing pushups all the time and strength training and planks and all the things. And I right now I am back at work for for a couple of years now. And I don't remember the last time I did any of those things. And I thought at one point I was just always going to be the guy who did those things. And, you know, I'm at a season right now where I have not been able to fit those things in and I have to fit in other things. And, you know, it doesn't mean that I'm broken. It doesn't mean that you know that everything's ruined i i just have to meet myself where i am right now and do the things that i can do right now
0: yeah and i think too you know just tying this into different seasons of our lives if we take in the literal seasons we have different tools and different you know kinds of clothing that we wear depending on the time of the year we've got our winter gear and our summer gear today it's actually a uh it's only like 68 degrees right now it's it's uh it's still august i'm suddenly like sweater weather and and pumpkin spice lattes but it's going to be in the 90s next week so for me just to suddenly you know wear sweaters all the time it's not going to happen but i think when we think about our health journeys as having a spectrum of tools and resources to use depending on the season that we're in, it really matters because so often I would just see a setback as proof of failure permanently instead of just seeing it as a blip. And oftentimes when we succeed too, we think suddenly we're fixed and now we can just go back to old bad habits again. And that's how I kept losing and regaining the same weight over and over again, because I saw things as a, you know, a beginning or an end to something definitively.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know i went through this cycle you know i'm sort of just uh paraphrasing what catherine just said but i went through this cycle over and over again in my life where i would start you know a plan like weight watchers or atkins or something and i might i might stick to it and do it for you know a few days a few weeks a few months and um, I would think that I was on the right track and I would think that I was fixed. But I would there would come a point where I would have a bad day or a bad weekend and I would suddenly just throw up my hands and go, well, this is proof that I'm never going to get it and I'm never going to be fixed. And so I guess I just shouldn't do nothing. And I would go back to eating, you know, all the food and doing none of the exercise and just sitting all the time. As revenge, yeah. As revenge. And, you know, the, who I was getting revenge on, I don't know, me <laughs> in some way, you know, digging myself deeper into a hole that later I had, you know, harder time getting out of. And that was the pattern over and over and over again.
0: Yeah. And, you know, from studying statistics in a university. Oh. <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> About, <laughs> so fancy. We learned about outliers. There's always going to be these, you know, uh, these things that don't fit into the averages. And when we see one blip as proof, we're not seeing the big picture. Like Donald said, I had a pattern of doing Weight Watchers for six weeks losing weight every week, being convinced that I was finally fixed. And then I would randomly be up on the scale a week. I would be so angry and see it as proof that I couldn't lose weight that I would quit. And I did that over and over again until I was up the scale 100 pounds. But instead of seeing a single gain as part of the process, I saw it as proof of failure. And so it works both ways. We can either see one magical Whoosh in weight loss as proof that that's how much we're going to lose every week and we can be overconfident. Yeah. Or we can see one setback as, you know, a complete shattering of our confidence. So what we're asking you to do is look at those spectrum of choices and those, the spectrum of seasons in your life and take them all into account as part of your lifestyle, not as just proof that you're either a winner or
1: a loser. Yeah. And I, you know, we say, all the time. There is no finish line in this. And what we mean by that is that there isn't like a a finite diet that you go on for a little while, and then you get to a goal weight, and then you can go back to the way it was. This is a process. And I used to think that all the time. And I thought that when I hit my goal weight that then I could relax and just do whatever I wanted. And that led to weight regain all of the time. And, you know, I've, I've now adjusted that to understand that I have to keep doing a lot of the same things, most of the same things that I did when I was losing weight, you know, all over and over again and be consistent about it. But that doesn't mean that I have to do exactly the same things all of the time i can switch it up and i can adjust depending on my life circumstances at that time
0: yeah and i think too part of this is just really really looking at all of the different aspects of our lives and focusing on our identity not our ideals i used to have this ideal vision of i'm going to do a diet and i'm going to lose weight and then go back to my old habits. I just saw it as a process to get to the magical weight where I would magically have a new metabolism and just be able to maintain it. But, and and no wonder I failed at this so many times. I know I had heard about lifestyle changes And I would always just be like, yeah, 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 whatever, okay, like, sure, man, like, "Mm, I'm sure. But now seeing it as, oh, I am designing my life in a way to accommodate setbacks and the successes. And just as we have different seasons of being at home for COVID and then being out and about and the world is opening back up, I have talked about gaining this year because I have opened uh, up the world and my mouth more often than I did before but understanding that i have the opportunity to go back to basics and use those you know emotional 2 pound weights and those actual 2 pound weights in my life it's n- it doesn't mean that i'm a failure it means that i'm adapting to my situation and when we look at our identity and that lifestyle you know mumbo jumbo um, <laughs> <laughs> it 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 gives us the opportunity to not see ourselves as a person who does weight watchers but as a person who Manages what they eat. I identify as someone who feels better when they eat foods that fill them and bring them happiness, but don't sabotage them.
1: And I think that it is a difficult idea. It's a difficult pill for people to swallow. The idea that you have to adjust your lifestyle in order to maintain health and fitness. I think that people like think that that means oh i have to be like super hardcore all the time i can't ever slip up and i can't ever make a mistake and i have to stick to this very very strict plan but what we're talking about though is is adjusting your identity of yourself to be somebody who is a fit and healthy person and not saying to yourself well i'm a couch potato so i just can't do this or you know i grew up in this kind of household so i can't do this or i'm from this ethnicity so and our people just can't do it but rather adjusting your your i thoughts about yourself that you are the kind of person who is healthy and fit and that doesn't mean being perfect and that doesn't mean you know doing what a you know strength trainer professional bodybuilder does all the time or a marathon runner does all the time but that means adjusting your lifestyle to be the healthy, fit person that you can be within the bounds of your real life.
0: 100%. And the, that ideal thing threw me off for years. I would go on Pinterest and see amazing salads in jars. And I would identify as somebody who made salad jars every day. And that would work <laughs> for a week. And I'd think, oh, I'm this is my identity. I'm Why are amazing. people
1: trapping those poor salads in jars anyway? <laughs>
0: Uh, but the next week I would be like, all right, I'm going to make, I'm the salad jar gal now. Yeah, that's my, are. I'm like Ooh, spoon man, you. but for jars and salads. <laughs> um, and then the next week, like this lettuce would go bad or I would have a busy week at work and I right. couldn't make it. And then I would be crushed that I wasn't salad girl now, you yeah. know, like the superhero that we all know. And well, nobody is excited to see salad girl. Come yeah,
1: by. no, You can't make friends with salad girl.
0: No, But seeing the ideal as like, okay, maybe every once in a while when all the things are going well, I can do that. But changing your identity to be, I adapt to the situation. And sometimes I make salads and sometimes I buy bagged lettuce. And sometimes I a baby carrot counts as a salad. Having that range of like good, better, best is much better than if I can't have perfect, then I'm not going to do anything. And I, you know, I, I did this with arm weights, I did it with food, and I'm also realizing that I'm doing it with clothing. Yeah. Also, which is tough. There was an episode early on in Wolt, I don't remember which one, but I made a joke that, you know, well, if I ever, you know, go up in size, I'll just wear a wine barrel instead of buy new clothes as punishment for, you know, going outside of my range. Yeah. And I am actually really sorry that I said that. It was, I mean, when we started the podcast, we had both just hit our weight loss goals or we're just about hitting our weight loss goals. Yeah. And
1: we're still learning. I mean, it's been, it's been nearly five years of doing this podcast now. Can you believe that's nearly five years? (laughs) That's Um, bananas. I know. And, and we, you know, we're still learning along the way and, you know, it is okay to let go of that idea of, you know, I thought, well, I need to get rid of all of these clothes because of, keep some different sizes, it's going to give me permission to grow back into them.
0: Yeah. And so at the time I was saying, if I ever get above this size, then, you know, it's like cancel the podcast, finish everything when really our season of life has changed. I'm in perimenopause now. My activity levels have changed. I'm older. My hips hurt. I'm not running like I know I'm making myself sound like a rundown jalopy, but Before, you know, when we first started out, it was sort of like, stay this size or I will punish you. Right. And life has changed a little bit. I'm up on the scale. I'm still down like 130, 135 pounds. But shaming myself to stay the size that I'm in, like, isn't realistic. And this is something that we've talked about in Molt Place. We only look thin place. Our weight loss and accountability group is I'm not sure I have the perfect answer for how many sizes of clothing should you keep in your closet? We had one uh, woman in the group say that she had between sizes four and 20 in her closet, and it was bringing her a lot of shame to have those smaller sizes, but she couldn't bear to get rid of them. For me, I had to buy a couple of pairs of larger shorts to wear because things were getting tight. I bought a larger bathing suit that fits really well, and I'm happy for it. But it's that, like, I'm not really sure, am I enabling Having habits that aren't fitting my goals, or am I accommodating myself to make myself feel better in my clothing so that I am better able to manage my goals?
1: Yeah. And I think it's a, it's a hard uh, tightrope to, to walk. But, um, I wanted to read something from, uh, one of the members of Walt Place, Nicole, who's a, uh, you know, member of Walt Place. Walt uh,
0: Chum, ha- half, chum. Half
1: marathon star, Walt Chum, life chum. Um, and, you know, she's been maintaining her weight for uh, quite a long time. And she wrote something recently in Well Place that I really liked That um, it, that is part of this topic. She says, I was up 10 to 15 from my original goal from mid-2016 to mid-2018. I never fully got rid of larger sizes. I keep about three sizes on hand, then and now. When things are going great, maybe I can go down and fit in a 6, or maybe today I need a 10. Having a range of sizes available to me as always is always helpful since every season of life is different. I literally have the same shorts in three sizes. Even through eight years of maintenance, I've never been one to subscribe to the get rid of everything doctrine. Nothing in life is final.
0: And that is like, that is mic drop, golf clap uh, all yeah, in one. That's that, is... that's
1: some serious like mindset adjustment. You know, that is, a you know, to me that is a really healthy mindset attitude towards the whole thing.
0: Yeah, and I don't know that I ever really saw my clothing as part of that spectrum. You know, it was like, okay, We'll keep the weights at the the two pound weights and the 12 pound weights. But clothing was sort of I'm either good or bad. And like, frankly, that has been really hard for me. And I think in the group, a lot of people struggle with that self-worth being tied to what you can fit into at this point. And I ended up buying uh, a t-shirt that I really love. Uh, It's from MTV. Uh, They played music videos for about a year. Yeah. uh, In the 1900s. Yeah, 1900s, right. (laughs) In the 1900s. And I bought it in a larger size recently because I love the shirt, but it's really snug on me right now. So I bought it in a larger size and I posted in the group and this is what brought up the conversation of I do my best when I feel good about myself, and punishing myself in a smaller shirt that makes me uncomfortable, that's not a great way to feel confident. It's not a great way to feel motivated, but buying the shirt in a larger size, like I'm not buying a whole new wardrobe, but it actually makes me feel really good to wear it. And this week I've been back on my habits. I've been eating at my deficit. I've been really strong. And I think giving myself permission to use that different size to make me feel good and the larger bathing suit that I bought, I swam five days this week instead of no days because my swimsuit was too tight. So really looking at the spectrum that you have for success, it really matters in all of this. And
1: walking around in clothes that make you, you know, uncomfortable, that are too tight, that make you feel shame is not a way to to, to get yourself motivated to be healthy. Like I, I don't think anybody in the end is ever motivated by shame or has ever hated themselves thin, like Catherine likes to say, and feeling good about yourself. And, you know, uh, BJ Fogg talks about that in tiny habits, speaking of being a tiny habits, certified coach, feeling good about yourself is, is one of the keys to, to change in the right direction.
0: Well, and to looking at, you know, it's not like you have a toolbox that just has a hammer in it and if you can't use the right. hammer you're not building a house we have you know so many different uh, spices in life
1: um spices are the spice. spices of life. are the spice yeah.
0: of life but we use different tools in different situations and knowing you know when we first get into a program we might be super excited about it and feel really passionate and there's that high level of like that hedonic like rush of, um, you know, the evangelical new subscriber to something. But knowing now after doing this for five years, I've had issues with my feet where I haven't been able to walk. I had a knee issue. We've had family crises. We've had a pandemic that changed the circumstance. Oh my gosh, I'm going to my hit classes every day. I'm, you know, this is never going to stop. It's going to be awesome forever. And then the pandemic happens and nobody can go to a gym for two years. If we just see ourselves... In the identity of the gym rat or the or the gym mouse or the gym I don't know <laughs> right. gym rat isn't a bad thing but yeah. if we see ourselves as okay I'm doing keto I'm doing Atkins I do Weight Watchers and then that plan shifts or fails us or suddenly it disappears because the program isn't available then we don't have anything to fall back on but when we identify as Active people, people who enjoy getting in non-exercise activity, thermogenesis, finding ways to fit in fitness, finding ways to make healthier food choices, making policies around the foods that we eat. It's a whole constellation of choices that make up our identity instead of, okay, we're selling all the lower weights because I'm never going to need to go back. We're getting older, Our bodies are getting older. Our capabilities are changing with age. Yep. And leaving ourselves available to the chance of change in the future, maybe we'll have a setback. Maybe we'll have more successes. But if it's either on or off, it's if it's either spring or winter, that's not what life is like. And the more we can adapt to the season that we're in, the better our mindsets will be and the more long-term success we will have because we don't see it as, well, you know, it's over. No time for that. Just as you wouldn't wear uh, ski clothes at the beach in summer, nor would you wear a bikini up at the uh, the Black Diamond uh, slope hey, snow. Thing. There are some
1: skiing movies from the eighties that would oh. beg to differ. <laughs> <Hot> <laughs> dog. <that>. Yes, exactly. <laughs>
0: there skiing. were lots
1: of bikini skiing back in the eighties. All 80s. right.
0: Well, you can fix that in post. And
1: as much as I would like to uh, end on the notion of bikini skiing in this episode, um, I wanted to make one more point, which is I I have only recently discovered that a lot of people are sort of using the idea of there is no finish line to mean that they don't need to start. Yeah. (laughs) And they don't need to do anything right now. And I would just like to say that's not what that means. And that's not what certainly not what we mean by it. And and none of this that we're saying right now, we mean as an excuse to do nothing. Yeah. What we're saying is you don't have to be perfect. But you really should do what you are capable of doing right now and what you can do right now. Because I know from experience, if I just throw up my hands and do nothing, if you just throw up your hands and do nothing and say, well, there's no finish line, so I'll get to this eventually, um, you're just going to dig yourself into a deeper and deeper hole. And I dug myself into a hole so deep that I got type 2 diabetes because I just was not taking care of myself. and. You know, so do what you can do Right now, do something.
0: Yeah, I did a Zoom and Walt talking about investing in yourself and seeing yourself as a long-term investor in your health. Yeah, and with every dollar deposit, year over year, you're compounding interest on your savings. Yeah. But uh, Dana in the group, Walt Chum, Dana, hello, Dana, Dana. Dana in the group, talked about also if you can't save, if you if you do, if you can't afford to invest, you can at least not go further into debt. Right. So if you're in the that hole that Donald is in. Don't go ordering yourself a bigger shovel on Amazon <laughs> to dig yourself deeper. So, you know, analogies, analogies. We've been, we've been to Greece. We've dug holes. We've.
1: It's been, uh, it's been a wild, wild ride. It's been wild a wild ride. ride. Um, and there's been some hand jiving uh, along <laughs> the way. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate each and every one of you. And uh, all of our episodes are available wherever you found this one. And also... Anytime, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, three, I won't keep Even
0: going. on Leap Day. <laughs> Even on Leap
1: Day at weonlylookthin.com.
0: Yep, and if you are at weonlylookthin.com, you can click on the link for join our support group and find out more about Wolt Place, We Only Look Thin Place, our weight loss accountability and support group based on Facebook. It is a great place for support and working on your identity over your ideals. We have two subscription options we have a monthly subscription with a three-day complimentary trial and a three-month subscription with a seven-day complimentary trial to see if Walt Place is right for you.
1: And if you would like to interact with us outside of Walt Place, you can find us on social media at WeOnlyLookThin on Instagram, Facebook, and the tweeter. <laughs> um, and that's what they call it, Right. Um, and you can also type out an email if you so prefer. You can email us to weonlylookthin at gmail.com. Some topics may include episode ideas that you would like us to explore, compliments, nice things you'd like to say about us. Even more nice things. Accolades. (laughs) Um, And you can also ask us questions. We only look thin at gmail.com.
0: Yep. And if you have a couple of extra minutes and you identify as someone who Loves the group. Oh, yeah. You can ideally leave a five-star review and an actual written review with accolades, et cetera. Uh, Or you can just tell someone else about the podcast as well. That is a super duper big help.
1: Yes. Word of mouth is one of the best ways that the show grows. If you uh, know somebody or if you meet somebody who you think might get something out of the show, we would be grateful if you would tell them about us. Yep. So the next time you're trying to remember which way to spell Grease or (laughs) Grease, just remember that Catherine and I are an an inspiration The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals.